Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 98, podcasting answers on snapping an Audacity podcast frequency, ending a podcast, and MP3 file sizes. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Check out the website over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And if you're not already subscribed in your favorite podcast program, then please subscribe so you receive every episode automatically. If the Audacity to Podcast or any of my other podcasts aren't in your preferred podcast program directory, let me know and I'll get them there for you. And please leave ratings and reviews in iTunes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes. Now, just before I get into this content of four separate questions that I'll be answering of some things that uh, some great questions that have come in from you listeners have asked these questions, two Quick announcements for you. Again, reminder announcements. One, podcastawards.com. The nominations have opened up and are open through October 15th, 2012. Please pull together all of your podcast nominations. And in fact, you may want to wait to nominate your favorite podcast until you decide what you want to nominate in every category because you can only submit nominations once. So, Pull together your nominations, and here's how I would love for you to nominate our podcast in Noodle Mix Network, where we have podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed. Under comedy, nominate The Ramen Noodle at cleancomedypodcast.com. Under entertainment, nominate Once Podcast from oncepodcast.com. That's the one I really, really want in the nominations, Once Podcast. If you can't nominate anything else, please definitely nominate that one because I really want it to be in the nominations. I'm I'm pretty sure it probably will be because of the audience there. For technology, nominate this show, The Audacity to Podcast from theaudacitytopodcast.com. And under religion inspiration, nominate Christian Meets World from christianmeetsworld.com. I'll have more information about this, some screenshots, and in fact, a video that will show you exactly how to do this nomination thing and where to put what and where and all of that over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash podcast awards. I'll have that video up there and the picture so you can see that and know exactly what to do and makes it, it makes it really easy for you to follow along. And then, like I said, you may want to wait a week or so so that you can nominate all of your favorite shows at once, because that's all you can do, nominate once, but get all of those nominations in at the same time. Second announcement is we are two weeks away at the time of this recording from our 100th episode with 100 amazing podcasting tips from you guys, amazing podcasters. And boy, these tips are incredible. So... I need your tips and would love to have your tips for the 100th episode. Keep your tips shorter than 20 seconds, including your name or anything else that you want to add in your tip. And if you have multiple tips to share, make sure that they can stand alone. That is that they can, uh, if I, if you send me three tips and I can only use one, that it won't sound like that one was pulled from something else, but you can each for each tip, you could say, this is Bob from the Bob and Jim show. 
I think the podcaster should do this, or I use this with my podcast and it really helps, or whatever. Send me your podcasting tips for the podcasting episode, and I'll have links to all of your podcasts in the show notes for that episode. And it will be a great chance for you to share something that really helps you out and help other podcasters too. So send that information to feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com. You can record that as an audio file, or you can just write it out and I'll read it for you in the podcast. So that will be the 100th episode. And I really hope that you'll join me when I record that episode live at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's GMT minus four at noodle.mx slash live on Monday, October 15th. So I really hope you can join me for that. It will be a fantastic episode. I'm really looking forward to it. And again, keep your tips short, fewer than 20 seconds. And that way we can fit in all of the tips into a single episode. So now let's get into these great questions that have come in from some of you guys, listeners of the Audacity to Podcast. Questions about selection snapping in Audacity. Questions about a question about whether is podcasting less than weekly okay and will it hurt the podcast? A question about ending a podcast without being removed from iTunes. And a question about getting smaller MP3 sizes. So the first question comes in from Bud. Bud emailed saying, Ugh, Daniel, can you help me? I'm practicing with Audacity and when I record a clip, it doesn't allow me to cut at any point. I can't just go from from one number marker to another. For example, when I try to highlight between the 2.0 position, it won't. It automatically goes to the 2.0 marker. When I try to stop the selection halfway past the 3.0 marker, it won't. It goes to the three-point marker. And at 3.0, I don't want that cut out. Can you please help me? From Bud. Now, This feature that we're talking about, and this is a feature inside of Audacity, it can either be really handy or it could be really annoying. And in Bud's case, it is really annoying. If you've ever had this problem happen where what's happening is that you're making a selection and it's snapping to certain places. So like Bud is saying, if you want to select at half a second in or a quarter of a second in or make some very, very fine selections there inside of your audio... Audacity has this feature that allows it to snap to exact second marks. So instead of going one and a half seconds to three and one third second or anything like that, it goes from one to three or one to four or anything like that. That's a hard snap to the seconds in your audio. So that could be really handy if you want to make sure that whenever you're making a selection, you're always selection, selecting an even number of seconds. That can be handy, yes. But probably most of you editing voice don't want to select only seconds. You want to select milliseconds or a half a second or more than that. So here's what you do. In Audacity, look at the bottom of the screen and you should see a selection toolbar. If you don't have the selection toolbar, it's where it says project rate in hertz and selection start, and there's an end and length, a little switch there in audio position and some drop-down menus and different time entry places. If you don't see that toolbar at the bottom of your Audacity window or anywhere in Audacity, then go to the view menu, then go to toolbars, then make sure that there is a check mark on selection toolbar, and then it will show this toolbar for you. 
there's an option on here that says snap to. If you want this snapping enabled so that anytime you make a selection, it snaps to the nearest second, then make a check mark on snap to. If you don't want this snapping enabled, then don't have a check mark there. So this will allow you then, without that checked, you can make your selection and you can select wherever you click. But with the snap to selected, it will snap your selection to the nearest second. So that's in the selection toolbar. And I'll have a screenshot of that and also these uh, steps in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 98. So I've already helped Bud with that directly in email, and he said that fixed the problem for him wonderfully. So I'm really glad that that was able to help Bud, and maybe you've had that problem too. This is how you can fix it. Now we got a question in from Joe about whether podcasting less than weekly, if it's okay. Joe says, back in March, this is 2012, I started a podcast focused on PC gaming in the DOS and pre-Windows XP era. By the way, this is Joe from the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, and I really like his show. He covers these uh, uh, pre-Windows or sometimes like early Windows, like he said, pre-Windows XP games like Space Quest and Descent, and his latest, uh, one of his latest episodes was about MechWarrior, and it's really cool. I enjoy that because I grew up playing these games. And I learned stuff about these games, some of the back history. I was reminded about the games and dusted off my old Space Quest 6 to start playing it again. So I'm, I'm really enjoying this podcast. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com. But he, he continues here saying, Like most people, I have a very busy schedule. And from the start, I decided that I would release a new show every two weeks. I've stuck to this and now have nine episodes on my feed. Now he's up to, I think, 13 episodes. My question is, do you think I'm hurting my show by not releasing an episode every single week? It seems that weekly is the, quote, magic number, unquote, that most shows seem to follow. I was curious what your thoughts were on shows that release with less frequency. Thanks, Joe, from the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com. Now, I do think that how often you podcast also influences how long you podcast and vice versa. We're talking about length and frequency there. And a while back, I did a podcast episode specifically about how long and how often or how the length and frequency of your podcast should be. If you go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 17, you can listen to that episode, or I have the link in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 98, the show notes for this episode. But listen to that, and I talk more about how length affects frequency and frequency affects length. And I think in general, if you're doing more than, or if you're doing a podcast that is weekly, then you should stick to an hour or shorter for your length or somewhere around an hour. If you are daily, then you need to be even shorter. If you're monthly or bi-weekly, then you can be a bit longer than an hour. And it's really about your content. Really never podcast longer than you need to for your content. Try to say your things concisely, fit it in, and then publish the episode. But sticking around a general standard time is a pretty good idea. So 
yes, weekly is the optimal release schedule. I, I would say weekly and daily are optimal release schedules, depending on the kind of content you're producing and how long it is. But weekly in general works for almost anything. But it's not required. That's the beautiful thing about podcasting. You can podcast whenever you want, for however long you want, and as often as you want. It really, well, it does matter, but there's nothing that says you have to podcast every single week, or your podcasts have to be this long, or they have to be on this particular day. That's the beauty of podcasting. That's why we have the guts to podcast, because we can control our schedule. We have the audacity to make our own podcasting schedule and podcast however we please. And everybody out there says, yeah, (laughs) yay for podcasting. Anyway, there are a couple things to keep in mind. If you are doing a podcast that is less frequently than weekly schedule, in my chat room right now, I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> First, when you're doing something biweekly or even less often than that, consider a few things. It takes longer to get more episodes out. So in a year's time, when you look back at how many podcasts you have, you won't have as many episodes as if you did a weekly show. Or this, is, uh, this especially hurts when you first start your podcast And if you want to get, you want to launch your podcast with at least three episodes in iTunes, I recommend three to five episodes. So if you want to launch at least three and you do a biweekly show, then that means that it will take you a month and a half before you've got your three episodes to launch in iTunes. And then the people that subscribe, it's going to, it slows things down. Not as many episodes released. That's just something to consider. That's not a plus or a minus. It's just something to consider. Also, I found that personally, and I see this with a lot of other podcasters too, bi-weekly can be a harder schedule to maintain. I think this is because it's not frequently enough for us to be forming a habit around a schedule because it's really easy when we say, okay, I record my podcast every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So it's really easy for me to record the podcast weekly, because that's my set time. But for a little while, you may remember this a while back when I was really struggling with a balance between my regular full-time job and the stuff I wanted to do on the side and the fact that I was married and wanted to spend time with my wife, I was really struggling with some of that balance. So I switched to a bi-weekly schedule for a while. And it is a lot harder to be bi-weekly. Jeremy Laughlin, my co-host on our Clean Comedy Podcast at cleancomedypodcast.com, and I, he and I would joke about we're not life isn't as funny every two weeks as it is every week because something would happen that we weren't looking for things. It wasn't as much on our minds because it wasn't as frequent in our schedule. It wasn't habit forming. And I found with the Audacity to Podcast, it was so much easier to put off preparations for the Audacity to Podcast when I had two weeks between episodes instead of just one week. So something to keep in mind. Now, in Joe's case, he is pretty faithful in this, and he's able to set that time aside and schedule this quite regularly. So that might not be an issue for you, or it might be something to consider. Third point, your website will go for two weeks, three weeks, a month, however frequently you update and you post an episode. 
that's how long your website will go without any updates to it. This can hurt you in Google rankings. This can hurt you in just building a fan base if you're not publishing content very often. So a way that you could work around this, if you really can't podcast more frequently or you don't want to or whatever, then consider writing a blog post. If you podcast bi-weekly, maybe on the weeks that you're not podcasting, write a blog post. Or even if you podcast weekly, pick a day or a couple days between episodes when you can post something in your blog between your podcast episodes to help promote your content, bring more people to your site. And sometimes a blog post can take a lot less time to write than a podcast episode because your blog post could be just a couple or a few paragraphs. Whereas a podcast episode, it's kind of nice if it's a bit more content than that. Fourth thing to consider is that iTunes now learns your publishing schedule from just looking at your feed, your consistency. And they've said that they, uh, part of this removing the ability to manually ping iTunes and tell it, please update my feed. They've said that they're now learning from your update schedule. And so they will expect a new post around certain regular times. So if you change something in your schedule, you change something about your feed, or you publish some kind of bonus episode or anything like that, then iTunes may take just a little bit longer to update. Your results may vary there, but that's just, again, something to keep in mind. So is podcasting less than weekly okay? Yeah, sure it's okay. This is podcasting. You can do whatever you want with your schedule there. What do I recommend? I recommend daily or weekly. But do what you can. Do what you want to do. It is really totally up to you. But I think the optimal schedule is weekly, but it's not going to hurt you very much if you do it bi-weekly, especially if you're consistent with this and after a year or so, then you've got enough episodes that you've got plenty of content on your site to populate it there. And it's uh, you've built up that consistency of releasing on a certain day or a certain date or whatever, every how often you do it. So thank you very much, Joe, for sending in that question. And everyone check out his podcast over at umbcast.com. Now, Sam writes in asking about what to do if you want to end a podcast. He says, Daniel, thanks for your great site and resources. I'll try to keep this question short. I want to keep, I want to create a podcast to promote a Christian Bible lesson series, but I don't want to update it. I don't ever want to update it, he said. My client would like episodes from the series to be available for download on iTunes for free to help with promotion, but he won't be making new ones every week. Is this the problem? And will they kick us off iTunes? Or is this a good idea? Thanks so much for your help from Sam Hakes. And he gives the link to his show is searchforme.wordpress.com. That's searchforme.wordpress.com. And I'll have that link in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 98. Now, this is a great idea, and there's certainly nothing wrong with this. I see many podcasters do this thing. Like sometimes it's a companion podcast to a book, and a book has a fixed number of chapters. So in a sense, you have a fixed 
amount of content for that book. Or maybe you do a podcast about a TV show that only gets one or two seasons or anything like that, where you do a podcast, whether you plan to it to be only a certain number of episodes in the beginning, or at some point you just decide you're going to stop podcasting, what do you do? Well, you don't really have to worry about iTunes removing you from the store, but there is something that you want to consider. There's a new tag for the iTunes podcasting spec. It's iTunes complete. And I have this code that and the specific tag in the show notes and a link to the iTunes description of this from Apple over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 98. But this tag will tell iTunes this podcast is complete. It doesn't need to be updated anymore. So this stops iTunes from checking your podcast frequently for updates. It lets your podcast still be downloaded and iTunes won't remove your podcast because they see that your podcast is here. It's complete. And so you're not going to publish new stuff, but don't remove the old stuff. Now, just keep in mind that you do need to keep your links to your mp3 files up you need to keep your rss address up there the feed address so that when people subscribe they are subscribing directly to your links and to your rss feed that you put in itunes so if you remove that then they can't subscribe so that stuff needs to stay up as long as you want the podcast to be in itunes if you ever break that After a little while, iTunes will remove your show because they'll realize this show has been broken for a while. None of the episodes are downloadable. The feed isn't even reachable. Let's remove it. And right now, there isn't really an easy way to add this unless you're on Libsyn for your RSS feed. But I'm sure that PowerPress will be adding this feature soon that you want to add the iTunes complete tag to your RSS feed. And I have in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 98, what this would look like. You have to add it at the channel level of your podcast feed. The channel level is where stuff like your podcast overall name goes, the iTunes categories, the author, the cover art, the description, all of that for your overall podcast, not the individual episodes. So the channel level needs to have this tag. And I have that code over in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 98. And then last question came in from Tina. Oh, and by the way, be sure to check out Sam's podcast that he's working on uh, and this ministry that he's involved with. It's over at searchforme.wordpress.com. Now, Tina writes in asking about how to get smaller MP3 file sizes. She says, hi, I am new to podcasting and I'm using Audacity. I noticed my one hour podcasts are pushing 60 megabytes. That's big, by the way. I know there's a way to save them at a lower quality. It says it's exporting at 128 kilobits per second, but I cannot for the life of me figure out where to change these settings. Can you help? From Tina. Now, yeah, I think 60 megabytes for an audio podcast is big for one hour of content. Yes, that's big. It depends, though, on your content. Because sometimes you need the extra quality, sometimes you don't. Most podcasts out there are just voice with maybe some music here or there, some intro and outro uh, music, maybe some sound clips here and there inside. 
but really it's primarily voice. Because of that, uh, the easiest way that you can cut your file size is actually in half without sacrificing quality or any noticeable quality, certainly for a podcast, unless you're doing drama or music reviews. The easiest way to do this is to podcast in mono instead of stereo. Stereo is when you have two audio channels. There's a left channel and a right channel so that you can hear that stereo separation or just get a little bit more of a fullness of sound. Mono is when there's one channel, but it's sent equally to both of your ears. It's not split. It sounds like it's right smack in the middle. And it doesn't quite have the fullness of stereo, but that's fine. If it's just voice, you don't really need this fullness of stereo. So simply switching from stereo to mono will cut your file size in half at the same audio quality. Now, talking about audio quality, uh, that does bring up a particular point because different programs handle this differently about how they encode MP3 files. First, to learn more about podcasting in mono or stereo, go back to theaudacitypodcast.com slash 59, where I talked about that in much more detail and the advantages of going mono. Basically, it's a smaller file size, which means less fewer hosting expenses, fewer bandwidth expenses, it's downloads faster for your people, and you never have to worry about the problem of audio is only on one side or the other. It's just equally in both. I love doing mono. It saves a lot of space and it's much faster, I think, to do. So check out the audacitypodcast.com slash fifty nine to hear more about that. But instead of uh just making mp3s with the default settings go into your custom settings for wherever you make mp3s and look at what settings it's using because different programs function differently when you give it information for example in audacity which many podcasters use if you tell it make an mp3 file at 128 kilobits per second it does that regardless of whether you give it mono or stereo, your resulting file will be 128 kilobits per second. So that means at stereo, you have two channels, each getting 64 kilobits per second, totaling 128. At mono, you get one channel, totaling 128 kilobits per second. That's the way that Audacity does it, and the way that in general, the lame encoder, or that's redundant, in general, lame does it if you encode your mp3s with audacity or any other typical free software like that free or open source or linux or anything like that usually uses the lame program in order to encode those so it's looking at the entire end result not quite the quality level but the number level so if you change to mono and you notice your file size isn't any different that's the problem it's still saving it as 128 instead If you use Audacity to make your MP3s, you want to set Audacity, and if you're making a mono file, tell Audacity to make a 64 kilobit per second mono file. And you want that to be constant bitrate, not variable bitrate, or CBR instead of VBR. And I've talked more about that in the past, too. But if you're making MP3 files... I really suggest that you do not use Audacity to do it. Because one thing is, the way that Audacity does this kind of confusing number thing, 
And also, Audacity uses Lame, and Lame is the best MP3 encoder for music at variable bitrate. Podcasts should not be at variable bitrate. That's less compatible. So a podcast episode really can't take advantage of where Lame shines as an MP3 encoder. Instead, export your files as a WAV file from iTunes, from Audacity, and then use iTunes to create the actual MP3 file. And I have more information about how you can do that and the workflow for that at the com slash 10. Way back in episode 10, I talked about how to make MP3s using Audacity with iTunes. And on iTunes, the numbering system is a little bit different, and this will be very similar to any professional-level program will probably function in the same way. It looks at that number, 128 kilobits per second, as a quality selection. So on iTunes... It will say, you can read in the description for the, uh, the high-quality file, it will say 128 kilobits per second stereo slash 64 kilobits per second mono. So if you give it a mono file, it spits out 64 kilobits per second for that one channel. If you get a, a stereo file, it spits out a stereo file with 64 kilobits per second for each channel, resulting in 128 kilobits per second. So it's the same audio quality, but it increases with the number of channels you have. So easiest way without reducing the audio quality of your episodes to save space is drop it down to mono. And my recommendation is do not go any lower than mono 64 kilobits per second. That's, that's the highest you need to go. You could maybe go down to 48, depending on your quality of recording, like if you're using a really cheap microphone, like really cheap and really sounding bad microphone, then you may not notice much difference between 32 and 64 for a mono file. But 64 is a great limit, a great standard to keep. And at 64 kilobits per second for a mono file, then your MP3 files end up being just a little bit under 30 megabytes, 30 megabytes per hour. Now, this bits and bytes thing, because you know we talk about kilobits per second and then kilobytes and megabytes, there are eight bits in a byte. So if you want to do the math and figure out exactly how big your file will be, then just look at the quality level you have, 128 kilobits per second, divide it by eight, and that's how many kilobytes, or this is written with the capital B, a capital K, capital B, instead of lowercase k and b. And then with the kilobytes, you can then figure out how many megabytes, how many gigabytes, and so on and so forth, based on your quality selection for your audio. So if you save that file as mono, cuts your file size most likely in half, then you end up with much smaller files that download much faster, they upload much faster, they take up less space, especially if you have limited storage space service like Libsyn. By the way, you can get your first month free if you use the promo code NOODLE. Or wherever you're hosting, you have less bandwidth, less storage requirements, and all of that. And it's uh, so much handier, I think, to do it in mono and really unnecessary to do in stereo unless you're doing drama or a music review podcast, because that's where you really want that stereo sound 
drama for obvious uh, left and right sounds, sound effects coming from one ear and then going to the right one, whatever. And then music, because you really, to get the experience of the music, you want to hear it in stereo so you can hear that the violins are over on the right side and the trumpets are over there and the, the timpani is in the back left side and, and whatever. Actually, violins are usually on the left side of an orchestra. So I have all of this information and more, uh, the, the screenshot of the uh, toolbar from Audacity and these links to each of these people's podcasts over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 98. And you can also get the links to the previous episodes that I've mentioned that would be uh, resources for you to learn more about some of these things that I've talked about. Please remember to send me your podcasting tips for the 100th episode. Keep your tips shorter than 20 seconds and email those to feedback at the audacity to podcast.com. Or you can also call in to 903-231-2221. If you want to chat about any of this content that I've shared in this episode, then please go to the audacity to podcast.com slash 98 and comment on the show notes. And Remember, podcast awards. Please nominate the Noodle Mix Network podcast. And I have more information about that over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcast awards. And get your own shows nominated too. Start talking about it to your listeners. Get them to nominate your shows, your favorite shows. Even you could suggest what they should nominate in different categories. And then vote. When the voting opens in probably November... Make sure that you vote every day for your favorite podcasts over there, and it will be completely awesome. Because just getting in the awards as a nominee can bring a lot of exposure to your podcast. So again, check out the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 98. Please leave a rating and especially a written review for my podcast on iTunes. Go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes, especially... If you're from Australia, I would love to have some positive reviews from Australia. So go there and leave a positive review and I would be really grateful for that. Also check out the past episodes and more to come at theaudacitytopodcast.com and check out the new show that's a part of the Noodle Mix Network by going to beyondthetodolist.com. It's an awesome podcast with Eric J. Fisher. Send your future ideas and feedback for future episodes to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call 903-231-2221. Or you can go to theaudacitypodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. We've got podcasts on clean comedy. We've got a Christian worldview podcast, our new podcast, Beyond the To-Do List, all about getting things done and being productive and talking with other people who are productive. It's an awesome podcast with Eric J. Fisher. You got to check it out at beyondthetodolist.com and get all of our podcasts, and please nominate them for the podcast awards at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more and so much more 
podcasts about technology like Linux and Mac and Windows and iPads and Androids and anything technology related, you can find it at techpodcasts.com.